I love the game. I love the hustle, man. I see your vision, hustler. This is the Minority Dollars Podcast. Your host, Demo. Demonstration. Start with hustle and with wealth. This is the Minority Dollars Podcast, episode 002. I can feel it in the air. I'm your host, Demo. Um, first, I want to say thank you for taking the time to listen last week. I never thought in a million years that people would listen and to know, uh, no, nah, you know what, to have over 100 listeners the first, you know, first day, I never thought that would ever even be possible. Um, talking about finances and just to know that people are listening, people want to hear from my perspective. Um, thank you. I truly am humbled. So let's get this podcast started. Today's topics is going to be on life insurance. And uh, like I said, it's kind of crazy people even talking about something like this. But uh, it was a lot of great reviews, some uh, things that they said I need to fix. Cool. I'm more than willing to fix them. But a lot of great reviews um, saying things like uh, be able to break it down and making it very easy for them to understand about incomes and expenses and surpluses and stuff like that. So I'm truly happy. So thank you again. Um, This podcast is on life insurance and it's kind of fitting that I'm in a I'm in the medical transportation business. I do the billing for taxi companies and uh, every mile that they drive. I get a little piece of the pie, you know what I mean, a little fee. And uh, one of my, you know, clients called me and the dispatcher said, yo, uh, one of our customers has not called, um, called no, no show. And uh, can you figure out, like, what's going on with them? So I call the customer's phone number and um, the some lady picked up the phone. I'm not going to say the names and or the customer's name. But uh, she said he passed away. And I was just like, damn. Like, I didn't expect all that. I thought maybe, you know, he was a little sick or something. Or maybe he was in the hospital. And for her to say that, you know, he passed away. It was just kind of like, damn. Like, life is short. It really is. Um, here today and going tomorrow. And... I just I, I want to give my consult, you know condolences to the family if they ever listened to this ever and that he was a great guy and he will be missed. He wasn't just a customer. He was a good dude. And I'm sorry for your loss. Now I'm going to take a moment of silence. So we'll get started with this podcast. Um, there's an exercise in this book. It's called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I hope you go out there and get that. That will be in the dim section at the end of the show. And there's an exercise that he wants you to do. And that is he wants you to take yourself outside of your body, meaning put yourself in like one of the quarters of your bedroom, whatever room you in your house, and almost have an out-of-body experience where you're able to see yourself doing what you're doing. And that ability right there where you can visualize and see what yourself, see what you're doing, uh, that is the ability and that's what differentiates us from animals. And that differentiates us from other people, that we have the ability 
to see ourselves in our truest forms if we want to and not be blind. And in the book, it says, uh, what I want you to do is I want you to imagine uh, you're at a funeral and that you're walking up, you know, down the aisle to the funeral and everyone is suited or, you know, in black. Everyone's sad and you're walking up to the stage or whatever and you look in this open casket. The casket is super nice and it's you. Just imagine yourself in a casket and what you, you know, what would you want people to say about you? What would you want your family, your friends, your loved ones and everyone around you to say about you on your last day or when you're gone, I mean? Would you let them say great things about you and not have your, you know, your name ran through mud? And I wish that for you. That's real wealth, knowing that your name is good. And you're able to pass on to the next life, wherever that is, and whatever you believe in, and know that your name on this earth was good to go. It was 100%. It was A1. And I felt, you know, for me, I've I've had that feeling. Um, uh, one of the criticisms, I guess, of this podcast that I got was, you didn't really explain or tell about yourself. Um, my purpose of this podcast was to give the message and not be about the messenger, but I noticed that I need to, and I figured I have troubles doing that. So I'm going to give a little, you know, I'm going to salt a little bit and sprinkle a little bit about me throughout the podcasts and, and allow y'all get to know me. But I am a Marine Corps veteran. Um, I served two tours in Iraq. Uh, (laughs) I was on the front lines, um, I joined the military because I just felt like I, I'm a true believer in that um, the decisions of your life are the decisions of your of your the size of your decision. Excuse me. And if you make a big decision, you'll have big results. So I just said, yo, I'm just going to join the military. I don't know how it's going to be. Um, no one ever in my family has joined the military. Uh, it was kind of crazy. And I did it. I did it without asking my family. I just jumped in and I did it. And. It was a tough time. It was a tough struggle, but I got through and I did it. And it was probably one of the best decisions I ever made. Um, fast forward, now I'm in the military and uh, I gotta go to Iraq now. And it was it was it was dumb scary, right? I'm just gonna keep it one hundred. Um, I was super nervous, super worried about that I make the right decision, and then. Um, it's crazy. Uh, my dad is probably one of the biggest role models of my life. We don't really talk like, you know, heavy, heavy when it comes to life. But when he di- when we do, or when he does, excuse me, he drops gems. And uh, one of the gems he told me, he was like, yo, I know you're going to Iraq and I know you're scared. But remember this. Everyone dies, but die with honor. He said, I hope nothing happens to you. But if you do, know that you died or honor, and that just meant something to me. I didn't want to, or I wasn't going trying to be a hero, but just to know that I could affect my family and everyone can hold me in a high position in life, that meant to all the world to me. So fast forward, I'm in Iraq. It's uh, 2009, and um, it's our second day. Uh, I was a machine gunner. Um, pretty much all that is is I'm the guy on top of the vehicle, you know, the Humvee or whatever you want. It was called MRAPs then. 
and I was the guy with the machine gun on top of the vehicle. If anything popped off, it was my job to isolate the situation. And uh, it's our second day on them, you know, second day outside the wire, man, and you, you in the fight now. And we outside the wire, we transferred with uh, California, meaning West Coast. I was on the East Coast, so they do a certain time period. We do a time, tier, uh, time period over there. And it's only our second day, and we ran over an ID, improvised explosive device. Uh, I was a Scout 2 vehicle, meaning uh, there was two vehicles in front of the whole convoy, just a line of vehicles that need to go from point A to point B, and we need to protect them. And pretty much what happened was we riding, we riding, and we had like this um, rake that was connected to the front of the vehicle. It's almost like a if a bomb was supposed to explode, this rake that's attached to the vehicle that has wheels on is supposed to blow up first and not blow up the vehicle. And it, it didn't work. Uh, we ran over this bomb by chance and it didn't blow up. I still don't know to this day why it didn't blow up. It still gives me goosebumps just thinking about it because I know I got a couple friends that actually died and um, really was seriously injured. Uh, God bless their souls and also the ones that gave the ultimate sacrifice. Um, it's people like you that uh, give the opportunity for people like everyone else, um, the opportunity to live in the United States of America and give opportunities for people to live life that they want. And thank you. And if you know any veterans or if you know anyone on the military, um, thank them for real. So anyways, back to the story. Uh, we run over this bomb and didn't even notice it. All of a sudden, we get a call in. Uh, I forgot what vehicle it was. Yo, y'all just ran over a bomb. Uh, halt. So we halt and we stopped. And it was just dumb quiet. Just imagine you in the middle of a desert. Lights out. You don't see no, no land, no buildings, no nothing. All you see is sand and the nice sky, like, on top of each other. And, all, you know, all I remember was everybody was kind of like, is it really happening? Right? And it was just crazy. Um, we had to call EOD. I know y'all seen all the movies where, the, like, some crazy dude comes to you know, blow up the bomb. So we had to set up a quarter, meaning we just had to surround the bomb. And what made the situation even worse was there was a secondary bomb attached to the first one. And that didn't even go off. To this day, I feel like I'm almost on ball time, to be honest with you, that why? Why, why is life the way it is? And it was crazy. And you know, my life insurance would have kind of kicked in and my parents would have been good to go. I think it was over a quarter of a million dollars that my family received. I thank God that they didn't receive that money. But just to know that my family would have been good to go after I was gone and I did my part, not just for my family's name, but for my country. I know that might be cliche nowadays, but um, I feel like I did my ultimate service. You got to serve more than just yourself and your your opinions or your dreams or aspirations. You got to serve others. And 
I feel like one of the best way to serve others is not just give money, but give time, give action to whatever they're trying to do. And that's a little story about myself. Um, I've had a lot of close calls, not just in the military, but in life. And one, you know, one situation away, one decision away, things could have been a little different. And that's the purpose of life insurance, because it's not like the movies. It damn sure wasn't like that for me. There was no I got to see, you know, a combination of all my life stories just for my eyes before, I, you know, before I was going to be gone or had some big revelation. No, nah, it wasn't like that. I could have been gone and it would have been done like that. So don't think, oh, I got tomorrow because tomorrow is really not guaranteed at all. And especially when people depend on you financially or love you. But in this situation, you know, depend on you financially. Don't take tomorrow for granted because it's definitely not guaranteed. Now, when it comes to life insurance, I feel like people don't have it because they don't understand it. They might understand what it is. But sometimes they don't know how to get it started, where to go, and how to cover themselves. But I think the ultimate reason is people don't value their life. Like, for real. Like, I'm going to give you this example. My uh, my, my homegirl actually gave me this uh, thought, and then I just kind of fleshed it out. Is we put insurance on everything. We put insurance on our homes, home insurance. We put life insurance, I mean, uh, insurance on our cars. Um, we put insurance on everything, but we're not willing to put insurance on the most important thing, our lives. Like, for example, uh, I got an iPhone and I have insurance on my iPhone. I hate when my phone breaks. I've broken my phone plenty of times doing dumb stuff or just dumb things happen. And I really wanted to see and give you an example was that I look at my phone bill and my insurance is $12 a month. And I would be able to get a new phone. Uh, I got to pay the deductible, whatever. But I pay a premium. That's the $12. That's the monthly bill. And if I damage my phone or break my phone or stolen, whatever, uh, that $12 I get paid a month, $12 I pay a month, I'll be able to get a new phone. And that's it. And um, people think like, damn, they won't get life insurance. It might be too expensive, but not even. Um, I went and did the research because I want to do the research for you. I'm not going to give the name of the company. They don't cut a check, but I just told you my, my phone bill insurance is $12. Uh, there's a company right now, their insurance, monthly insurance is $14.19. And you're able to get a $125,000 policy. Let me say that again, a $125,000 policy for 10 years for fourteen nineteen. So you're paying $2.19 more to cover yourself the next 10 years of something happened to you. And that's what this podcast is going to be about. I'm going to give you five reasons um, of why you need to get life insurance. There's literally hundreds of reasons why you get life insurance, but I'm only going to give you five. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you an idea of how much coverage you need. And then uh, step three is I'm going to call to action uh, i hope you take this transformation step to do that so let's get this podcast started thank you for listening this week especially thank you for listening last week my first episode ever and i can't believe i had that many listeners and help me grow this 
any questions or any reviews good or bad it don't matter please dm me at minority dollars on my on my ig or whatever and i'll be having my first videos on going a little bit more in depth on on this finance stuff so thank you let's get started So let's start off with the definition of life insurance and what it is. Um, life insurance is a policy, a contract between you and an insurance company where you pay a premium payment, which is just a monthly payment, where uh, when there's a death, when a death occurs, uh, your beneficiaries receive a lump sum of money. So I'm just going to break it down even more. And this is sourced by Fidelity Investments. So pretty much what's going to happen is you're paying these on-time payments and say your policy is, let's say, a quarter million, right? A quarter million dollars. And your beneficiaries is your your wife and your children. Uh, unforeseen things happen to you and say you die. Um, but you die within this term policy, within this time period that um, this life insurance is going to cover. So... Pretty much, your family's going to get that two hundred fifty thousand as the beneficiaries, and things can keep moving forward. That is the purpose of life insurance. The purpose of life insurance uh, essentially is to keep the legacy that you got going moving forward. And what do you mean by that? Uh, what I mean by that is that you work your whole life, right? You can work your whole life grinding hustling doing whatever making all the right financial decisions and say you didn't have life insurance and say uh your investments your lifestyle your hard work your you know you being a breadwinner say that you're gone and everybody depends on you financially and if you're not there no more you're not able to provide no more Things could get bad real quick. You could get behind on mortgage payments, credit card payments, you know, just things that would just get bad fairly quickly. And everything that you built up for your family and for yourself can be gone in an instant because you didn't plan ahead. You didn't you didn't think about your legacy. So it's cool to work hard and do your thing now in the day to day stuff. But I want you to start thinking about forever and how you can with the decisions you make today can benefit your family members, your friends, and your community that you want to provide for. So that's what life insurance is. Now, what I'm going to do next is, um, now, before I give you the five reasons, there's hundreds of reasons of why you have to have, uh, why you should have life insurance. But there are many types of life insurance. There's term life, there's permanent, there's whole universal. There's all these different types of uh, life insurance. But the one in particular I'm going to talk about is term life. And just how it sounds. Uh, you have a, a certain amount of time within this term that you're covered. It could be 10 years, it could be 15 years, it could be 20, 30 years, so on. And and in that time frame, in that term, you're fully covered as long as you're making on-time payments, premium payments, which is once again, just a monthly payment. It could be $15 or it could be 20 or it could be so on. But as long as you're making it on time and it doesn't lapse, you're good to go. Now, the number one reason for um, life insurance uh, that I read and research is to replace the lost income. Um, this, this little, uh, not little, but this reason right here, this reason right here is for all my breadwinners. 
um, everyone that is the financial provider of their family or situation. I don't care if you're a, a male, female, um, you single, or you married, or whatever. It don't matter to me. But if people depend on you financially, you uh, you should especially have fi- uh, life insurance. Excuse me. So just think about it. Um, think about. Uh, let's go with this. Say you're a father or a mother. Let's go with a single mother. Actually, um, I see so many strong. Um, hard-working single mothers out there. And I see them usually do it with no help. Because think about it. If you're married or you're in a relationship, sometimes um, you're able to use two incomes to provide or help with a certain lifestyle for your family. But when it comes to a, a single parent or a single mother, she is doing everything on her own to make it work. Now... I wish you health and wealth. I I never will want anything bad to happen, so I'm not wishing death on anybody. But imagine if you died and you're the single parent. What would happen to your child? Really think about that. I'm going to pause, and the reason why I pause and uh, uh, take moments of silence because I want you to really think to yourself how... You would be affected how your family would be affected if you, the financial provider, was to not be there no more. What will happen to your children? What will happen to your family? Right? So the number one reason um, of life insurance is to replace a loss of income. It's that, it's that uh, people's asking me, why did you do life insurance as your second, po- uh, second, you know, second podcast? First, you have your emergency fund from the first podcast. You got your servant, uh, your emergency fund. You got your uh, crisis account. Uh, you got that money put to the side. You protect it now. If that's what you're looking for. And then you got your life insurance. Uh, second, you got that in place. So if anything happened in the long, you know, in the short term, you're good to go and you're protected. Now you could get out there. Uh, free-minded knowing that you're good to go. You got your savings set up. Uh, you got your life insurance set up. Now you could go out there and hustle and get to it. And knowing that you protect it, protect yourself. So the number one uh, reason for life insurance is to replace a lost income. Um, I thought this, uh, the second reason, was pretty interesting. I really want to go out there and do a lot of research and bring understanding back to y'all. So y'all know what time it is. And the second reason for life insurance is to cover burial costs. What does that mean? Um, Hopefully everyone, you know, everyone dies, right? But the funeral really is an indicator of what your life was. It's kind of crazy if you really think about it. Um, I've seen, you know, God bless their souls, like a GoFundMe where they got to raise money super fast to pay for the, you know, family member's life. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing. Don't don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. But wouldn't there wouldn't there be peace of mind knowing that uh, if something did happen, that you had life insurance to take a percentage of that and to pay for a nice funeral. Right. I'm going to give you a quick stat about funerals. Uh. Between 2004 and 2014, uh, 
funeral costs have went up 28% from $5,500 to $7,100 in 10 years. That was uh, sourced by Smart Asset. 28% increase in funeral costs over 10 years. That's that's crazy. So just imagine where you at at your age or your parents' age or your children's age, where you at in age. And just think about how much more increase that is going to be in the future. So if it went up 28% in 10 years, what do you think is going to be in uh, in 10 years? What do you think is going to be in 20 years or in 30 years or wherever age you at? Or if you got to pay for your parents or if you got to pay for your you know, children got to pay for you. So I was reading this article and I'm just going to give you a quick gem. Uh, the website said that most uh, experts recommend that you have $10,000 um, for a funeral cost. Uh, that's a rule of thumb. You could be, at, you know, it could be as much as you want. I remember I, I was listening to, I don't know if it was a TI interview or if he was just chopping it up, talking, but he said he wanted to have his funeral in, you know, where the Atlanta Falcons play at, in the dome. I was just like, damn, that's like crazy. You know, funerals cost money. I hate to say it. And I hate to say this. Everybody is going to, you know, they have their time. They have they they have their day, but let's let's rejoice in their life and not let it be a burden on us or a burden on them that they feel like they're leaving a burden, right? Now, true wealth are things that can't be purchased. Um, are true uh truly free? Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Uh, true wealth is truly free, and I'm gonna give you one more gem. Um, this is for me. I think. True wealth is not basing all your decisions on the funds that you have. I'll repeat that one more time. True wealth is not based on all the decisions due to the funds that you have. Meaning, you know, your money kind of tight, so you can't do this or you can't do that. I mean, it's good to budget. It's good to, you know, be fiscally responsible, financially responsible. But when your money limits your decisions. It sucks. So aim for true wealth. Don't just aim for riches. Anybody could be rich, but to have true wealth, knowing that, hey, I'm able to make any decision I want because I have the resources and the ability to do whatever I want. I wish that for you. And I'm going to support that idea of true wealth you know of of having the funds by uh this stat they had do you know more people are getting uh cremated or having cremations than regular funerals not because of you know it might be uh some type of ceremony or thing like that but it's cheaper to get cremated than have a burial who wants to feel like that who wants to think like damn i can't have a burial uh, it's cheaper to go with a, you know, to, you know what I mean, get cremated, so I'm going to have to go that route. How would that make you feel? You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. So the stat is by 2030 that the uh, NFDA projects that cremations will represent 71% of funerals. Burials will be only 23%. That's crazy. Don't let money 
master you, you master money. Everybody's going to have different motivations on why they want money. Don't let it just be materialistic things. Like, uh, I'm going to give you a, you know, a few um, things that motivate me. There's a thing called, you know, you know, with the life insurance, whatever, uh, they pay out and then you could use a percentage of that money to pay for your funeral costs. But what about self-insured? What that mean? That mean you, you, that recommended 10K that they recommended for you to have so you could pay for your own funeral. What about if you prepaid your own funeral? That's super fly to me. The ability to know like, yo. Every, you know, everybody got their day. I ain't, I don't want my children be stressing about me. I don't want my family stressing about me. I want to go out, you know what I mean? Like how I want to call it. Like life is so much better when you, when you dictate the terms. When you're able to dictate the terms of your own business, your own life, your own relationships, everything in your life. Yes, there's God uh, or whatever you believe in. Excuse me. I believe there's definitely a higher being. And he controls a lot of it. But you control some of it. And when you have the ability to uh, um, dictate the terms that you want, just imagine the powerful feeling that you have. So the goal is, yo, self-insured. I want to put 10K to the side. It don't got to be tomorrow. It don't got to be one year from now. Because while you have that life insurance, you're paying that on-time premium, you could be putting a couple dollars Every week, every week, every week, every week. And to the point where you don't need life insurance no more. You're self-insured. And you're able to, you know, pay for yourself. You will always hear me uh, repeat this over and over and over. And that is, wealth is not having your name run through mud. To be able to stand on your principles, your integrity, and what you stand for. This is who I am. This is what I represent. This is my last name. This is my first name. And I ain't never been through mud. I got it right. I did it right. I got it right. You feel me? So that's number two. To be able to cover burial costs. Reason number three for um, life insurance. To pay off your debt. This is a big one. Imagine... You have financial, you know, financial responsibilities with someone. Just meaning you, uh, you both on the same mortgage, for example, or uh, co-sign something, or y'all together. Just you know, usually, and the best way is when you're together, you become one. But imagine what about if one half of y'all of this one is gone, and you leave this burden, this stress, this worry on your partner in life. So say you got a mortgage, both y'all, you know, uh, were able to buy this house because both y'all had, um, uh, you know, let's just say a $50,000 salary. Uh, she did and he did. That's 100K. And based on this 100K, you were able to buy this amount of house. I don't have a calculator right now to show you how much house you can afford at 100K. I can if you need me to. But let's just say uh, you're able to afford this certain amount of house. But when one and a half of this couple is gone... How is the other half able to pay for this house? Once again, true wealth is just not a money thing. It's about looking in the future like, yo, 
How can I make this situation as best as possible? Yes, things get bad. Things get, yo, let me tell you something. Life is hard and things are going to come at you and there's nothing you're going to do about it. But what you can do is prepare as best as you can. And if you have an opportunity to prepare yourself, take advantage of it. If you're able to uh, uh, to look into the future and see it that it might not come, but you act as if it is, that's real wealth. Right. So uh, let's let's do another one. So we got the mortgage. Um. Uh, you got your your credit card debts, your student loan debts. Imagine that you know you and your uh shorty, whatever you and your whatever partner, um, went both went to school. And what about one of y'all went away? And the ability that you're able to pay off the student loans for both of y'all. This 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 is power yo, this is powerful. This is this is what you need to hear. I I want you to prosper in life. I wish you the best health and wealth. I for me, I, I get true happiness when I when I talk to somebody and they get it and then they do something with it and then they prosper from it. It's not one of these situations where I'm trying to sell you something or nothing like that. I truly want you to have happiness. And the part about happiness is you got to prepare and plan for happiness. Happiness doesn't just come. And happiness is there is no monetary amount to it. Happiness is a feeling, a feeling of knowing that you have peace with yourself and with the people around you. Right. So um, we're going to uh, go to number four. I thought this was really interesting. I'm actually going to do a YouTube video uh, just on this. Yo, it's crazy how uh, how money works, man. Like, you could work your whole life going out there, getting to it, and really, really trying to prosper and trying to get your, you know, get your life right. And you getting your money up. You got your, you got everything good to go. And they got this thing called estate tax, yo. And they got this thing called inheritance tax. I'm going to go more in depth into that. But when you, you know, are gone, you got to pay a final bill to the Uncle Sam, yo. When you are here no longer, you got to pay one more bill on everything that that you that you earned. Think about that. You went through life 20, 30 years of just. Ah, you know what I mean? You had a job, you had a business, you you invested in the stock market, you had a mutual fund, you maxed out your 401k, you maxed out your Roth IRA, you did everything right, and then at the end of your life, you got to pay a tax bill. It's mandatory by everybody. And then imagine uh, uh, this tax bill. Just imagine you, you, you did well. Let's just say you ended life with a million dollars, which is very possible, very, very possible. With retirement and doing the right things. And then imagine they hit you with this bill, this tax bill. But nobody got the money to pay for it. All of a sudden they gotta sell your assets, everything that you worked for to 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 pay for this bill off. Your family can't inherit what you earn because they don't have enough money to pay these these taxes on what you did. Now, imagine if you had that life insurance policy 
to pay for those taxes. So everything that's coming for them is is free and clear. Tell me you wouldn't be smiling from wherever you think you uh wherever you think there is next. Just imagine how fly that is. That's so much wealth in it. Do you feel me that you're able to pay for that tax, that tax bill, knowing that every all the assets that you occurred over your time that you grinded for, that your family got that free and clear. That shit is, excuse my language, that is so dope to me. Number five, peace of mind. Peace of mind is a, a very hard thing to capture. I still, I still fight with it. Um, everybody fights with it. It's kind of crazy in the age we live in. I'm kind of happy about uh, every about this mental awareness, uh, you know, about what's going on. And I'm not saying um, money is my master. I try to master money, for real. Um, money gives you the ability to have choices. And with these choices, you have the ability to affect everything around you. Who cares about them? I'm not talking about this materialistic stuff. I don't care about that. That's secondary to to the first thing. And that's the ability to have the choices to affect everything around you. Imagine, this is real wealth. Imagine you have the ability because you made the, finan- the right financial decisions that you could pay for your, your nephew to, to go to college. Or you can... Put your mother or father by by choice if they would like to in a nice, you know, uh, a nice home to relax for the rest of their life. These are the decisions that you'll be able to make if you if you master money. You feel me? And. Peace of mind is it's it's a wonderful thing. And it's a pursuit of something that's worthy of pursuing. And it will take a lifetime to have peace of mind. So, you know, I just think uh, I wish you health and wealth and I wish you peace of mind. And I'm going to give you two more uh, two more reasons. These are bonuses. I thought this was pretty interesting. Uh, having life insurance on your business partner. Yo, I hope that there'll be a day where you and your homie or you and your home girl, it don't matter. Y'all go into business together and y'all able to make money together. Y'all able to, you know, chop it up and break it up and then be able to make money off of your own efforts with your with your friend. Be careful though. Be careful. But you have a, a partner. And uh it's called a buy sell grid. I'm you know I'm just giving you these terms. I'm going to go more in depth on my videos. So, you know, just wait for it. But a buy-sell agreement. It's almost like a um a prenup, a prenup between you and your business partner. Or, you know what I mean? In business. It's kind of crazy. Where your business partner gets life insurance on you. You get life insurance on them. And y'all both have beneficiaries of each other on the policies. So, if anything happens to your partner, they pass the the money that as the beneficiary you supposed you're able to buy their amount of shares or uh or you know 
whatever their amount of business ownership is. So you don't have to go out there scrambling, trying to sell it. Just imagine, all right, I'm just going to give you a good reason. So you, so just imagine you and your homie, y'all built something. Y'all built something great where it's worth money now. It could be any business. And imagine you pass and your, your, the person that you built this company with is unable to purchase your half. And now he has to sell it off and he doesn't have the money. Imagine if you had the ability to to do something about that. Life insurance, once again, is, um, rewind, I'm going to say this. Uh, Love is not money, not at all. Or money is not love, not at all. But love is actions. What bigger action would there be if you had the ability to make sure that your partner had the necessary funds to buy your part of the ownership so he could keep it moving for you and his family. Uh, the uh, second um, bonus one, college planning. If you want your child to go to school, not only do you need to have a 529 plan, which I'm going to talk about is a, it's almost like a retirement or a savings account where you're able to invest in for your child over a long period of time. So by the time they become an adult, they'll be able to use those funds to go to college. And we'll talk about uh, talk about that later on. But outside of that, college is dumb expensive, yo. It It's ridiculous how um, expensive school is right now. And imagine if you had the ability to pay they, they you know, they they student loan bill for them or pay their bill for them where they didn't have to take out no student loans. Imagine um, uh, how much of a head start would they have in life if they had the ability to come out of college, say they do four years or six years, it don't matter, that they're able to come out of school with no student loans. What would that make you feel like? The 529 plan is that you did it while they're super young so you're able to see it, but... Say you weren't able to say that, see it with life insurance. Knowing that they bill is paid. Let us as the minority community make it our responsibility that we give the next generation a head start. I'll repeat that one more time. Let it be in the minority community where we make it our responsibility that the next generation has a head start. Now I gave you, you know, uh, five reasons plus two bonuses. Um, I'm going to go more in depth with the video so you can um, work with me and do it with me. But now uh, I'm going to go into the number side of it and figure out how much money you need. Um, if you have any questions, you could, D, you know, DM me, at, you know, on my IG at Minority Dollars and I could give you the uh, downloads, the PDFs of everything you need to get started. Uh, the first part of fear is not knowing. The second part of fear is not doing. I want to help you with the not knowing, and I want to also help you with the not doing. Let's do it together. There is no fear in not knowing because I'm going to work with you, and we, we're going to do this together. So these uh, these methods that I'm going to give you are rule of thumbs. Don't take them to heart, but this is a good reference point on how to get started. Um, if you want life insurance to, uh, to get an idea of how much you need, uh, whatever your income is right now, multiply it by 10. 
So let's just say you make 50 racks a year. Times that by 10, you need $500,000 life insurance policy. Once again, these are rule of thumbs. That's a that's the first one, a, a way to get started. And these um, rule of thumbs came from uh, NerdWallet.com. Thank you. So once again, multiply your income by 10. Uh, second level of uh, life insurance to get started, really think about it. Take the first one, multiply your income by 10. Plus a hundred thousand dollars per child that you uh for college expenses. So that would be uh what five hundred you know let's say fifty racks times ten is five hundred thousand plus let's say two children that'd be a hundred thousand dollars each. Now you had a seven hundred thousand dollar policy. Now we're getting somewhere. Uh the the third level um this is called dime d i m e formula. Uh, dime stands for debt and final expenses. I is for income. M is for mortgage. And E is for education. Let's break it down. The dime formula. So you're going to add up all your debts other than your mortgage. So it could be everything. Car loan, credit cards. It, it, it don't matter. Anything that's a financial obligation which you have to pay for. Add them all up other than your mortgage. Add in also your uh, funeral expenses. Like I said, let's just put 10 racks for that. So let's just say uh, your debts is $50,000 plus the funeral uh, was 10. Let's just say 60 racks. How many years now with the I income decide how many years and how much income you want your family to have? Do you want it to be 10 years uh, as a bridge, five years as a bridge, 20 years? It don't matter. It's whatever you want. What you want that bridge to be and then multiply that by the annual income that you want it to be. Now, I'll go over in a video on that and make it a little bit more in depth. Now, the M stands for mortgage. How much is your balance on your mortgage? Say you and your, uh, you know, your family have a mortgage. Say the mortgage is $30,000 left. Imagine when you're gone that you have the ability to pay off your mortgage so it's paid for. It's good to go. You don't got to worry about that. You done. Because that's usually your your largest and most expensive uh, debt is your, your mortgage. Now, E. Yo, college is expensive. And if you got to think about what it's going to be like 20 years from now. Hey. Now, estimate the cost of sending your kids to college. And just imagine if you already had it paid for, so by the time they get to school, that you didn't have to trip about that. So to dime one more time, if you want the uh, PDF download, just DM me on my, my Instagram. Once again, dime, uh, debt and final expenses, I, income, M, mortgage, E, education. And that is the dime formula to get you started, to give you an idea of how much life insurance you might want or might need. Once again, these are rule of thumbs. Um, now I'm going to end with a call to action. If, if anything I'm saying right now is, you know, makes you. I ain't going to go inspired. That makes you feel like you got to do something or makes you feel like you got to make a decision. Then take an action. Do something about it. Because every decision you don't make, you really are making one. You're just avoiding it. 
And being an adult and being mature is doing the right things at the right time for the right reasons. And also, I want to talk about life insurance and I feel like it's important because uh, I want to I want to bring this idea into the minority community. And this is the entire legacy plan. What I'm talking about, I'm talking about you and your you and yours, whoever you think is immediate and is important to you at the dinner table and asking each other, what are we doing with our lives and how are we helping with each other? Because no one person become rich. But when you do it as a family or you do it as a business and you have more than one person, anything is possible. Now, imagine you the father or you the mother and you at the table with your children or your significant other. And you're having these kind of conversations. It could be over dinner or it could just be once a month where you and your family are moving as a unit. Talking about your legacy. How are we going to pass it on from one person to the other? And how are we going to do it within our family? That's the type of shit I'm talking about, man. Real talk. It's called the entire legacy uh, plan. Where you out there, you think about 10 years from now. You think about 20 years. And how when you gone, you still calling shots because you're, you're, you're playing. You're playing forever. Like, for real. Yo, it should be legacy. Legacy, 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 man. Shout out to Hove, man. Yo, 444, man. What? But anyway, hype. Your legacy is, it should be as important as you breathing. And what I mean by that is you think about your next generation that's not even here. That's that shit that will keep you motivated. Yo, buying a 2000 whatever car or buying this house or getting that shorty or getting that whatever, you know, dude. It, eh, you know what I mean? It's it's going to be cool. It's going to it's not going it's going to fill you, but it ain't going to fulfill you. But when you start talking about that legacy, talking about service to others where you're able to affect not just yourself, but others. That's the type of shit that get you up. That type of shit that get you working. Trying to get it right. The new year is really import, uh, approaching. And you got to decide if you finally want this, this, this year to be the year of... Let's not make it the year of ourselves or the year that we change. But the year of legacy. And I bet you shit, I mean, I, excuse my language, I bet you you're going you're gonna to feel some type of way. When I read articles, which I'm going to talk about next week, when I read articles like uh, the white, don't get me wrong, when I hear read articles like the white family has on average uh, net worth 10 times more than the black family, that the net worth of the white family is 190K, while the black family is only $19,000. $19,000 is a paid off 2016 car. I'm talking about net worth. That got to have you feeling some type of way. And if it ain't, this podcast ain't probably for you. This podcast is people that's that's financially trying to get responsible and have people that 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 are relying on them. So with that, I feel like, you know, I think that's uh that's the podcast. The book I picked today is uh 7 Habits of Highly Effective People. 
Um, I'm gonna read a passage out of that, and it was that's where I got the exercise where um, the the author says, "Yo, take yourself out your body, put yourself in the middle of the room, and see yourself having an outside body experience." And that's what differentiates us from animals. And with that, excuse me, and with that, we have the ability to be proactive. I wish you health that you're able to run through life with a clean name and not run through mud. So let's get the gem section started. Thank you for lesson, uh, listening to episode 002. Um, fill it in the air, man. It's time to make a change. Let's go. This week's book on gem section is Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen R. Covey. I'm going to read you a passage out of the workbook, not the actual book, but the workbook on page 41, habit two, beginning with the end in mind. And that habit two is beginning with the end in mind is based on imagination, the ability to envision and see the potential and create with our minds what we cannot at present see with our eyes and conscious is based on the principle that all things are created twice. There is a mental, our first creation, and a physical, our second creation. So I'm going to give you an example. You're not going to go out there and, uh, like for me, I'm not going to go out there and just go build a cabin. Uh, I'm going to get the services of an architect that's going to give me the blueprints to build the the cabin. You got you to gotta have a plan. You got to have a vision. And you got to see it and write it down. And then once you're able to do that within your mental, then you go out there and do the physical and show the world because we're all one decision away for living the lives that we want. So with that, I believe that's a true gem. Um, I'll see you next week. Till then, I wish you health and wealth and everything in between. And next week, we're going to talk about wins and losses. Uh, we're all going to lose and we're all going to win. We're all going to have ups and we're all going to have downs. But one thing I could tell you and one thing that's for sure, for you to have true successes, it's outside your comfort zone. You got to be able to get out your comfort zone. You got to be able to be willing to take a chance, take a risk and knowing that it might not work. But if it does, just imagine the life that you could live. So whatever you thinking about trying to do, go out there and do it. Generational wealth, that's the key. My parents ain't have shit, so that shift started with me. My mom took up money, she bought me bonds. That was the sweetest thing of all time, uh. Legacy, 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 legacy. Black excellence, baby, you gon' let them see. Legacy, 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 legacy. Black excellency, baby, let them see. I remember, like, listening to Wu-Tang, and he's like, Yo see, marry his see, marry my seed. That's how we keep part of money all in the family. You see my father, son of a preacher man, whose daughter couldn't escape the reach of the preacher's hand. That charge of energy set all the carters back. It took all these years to get the zero in fact. I hated religion cause here was this Christian. He was preaching on Sundays versus how he was living Monday. Someday I forgive him cause strangely our division led the multiple religion I study. Muslim, Buddhists, and Christians.